Hey everyone, Brian Wheels here with the good, the bad, the ugly. Just a quick FYI, in these first few newer podcasts, you're going to notice some subtle differences in the way the audio sounds. Nothing drastic, but as I try to tweak the quality of the audio and work with the new setup here in the renovated podcast studio, you just might hear a few subtle differences in the way the podcast sounds. But still, the content is out of this world. It's the best aviation maintenance content you're going to hear. So that's not going to change. Just little things as I make tweaks back and forth. Just a quick FYI, on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the good, the bad, the ugly, the aviation maintenance industry. I am your host, Brian Wheels, and I'm discussing today the Department of Transportation's October 20th report, which scorned the FAA and American Airlines over shady maintenance, collusion, it's getting deep again. Is American Airlines the new Allegiant? Well, I'm going to tell you, coming up. Hey there, everyone. It's Brian Wheels again, and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. We are, in fact, talking about the Department of Transportation's latest report released on October 20th on the FAA's continued lack of oversight and several shady maintenance issues going on at American Airlines. I gotta ask, is American becoming the next Allegiant Airlines? I think it might. Anyways, let's dive right into part one of this episode. So on October 20th, the Inspector General of the Department of Transportation cited repeat oversight issues at the FAA concerning newly found issues at American Airlines. And this report is titled, FAA Lacks Effective Oversight Control to Determine Whether American Airlines appropriately identifies, assesses, and mitigates aircraft maintenance risks. Quite a damning title, isn't it? This report was requested by the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure, supposedly after a slew of whistleblower reports started flooding in. Although American Airlines has not experienced a fatal aircraft accident in nearly two decades, reports of unsafe maintenance practices have been occurring behind the scenes. And employees who speak up, they're either being retaliated against or they're fired, which is really no surprise. There have been at least 20 instances in which an FAA inspector has closed out cases without ensuring that American Airlines fixed the issues. And this mimics the occurrences at Allegiant Airlines. Yes, it does. Furthermore, this report admonishes the FAA's office in D.C. for relaxed rules and incomplete procedures that do not require FAA's ASIs, which stands for aviation safety inspectors, to verify whether the airline has fixed issues before it continues to close cases. It appears the ASIs failed to push for a thorough analysis of problems occurring at American Airlines, which is something that all aviation companies need to have in place, and that is called an SMS. That stands for a Safety Management System. This is a core policy for every airline, MRO, and even some FBOs. SMS is a means of not only ensuring compliance, but also that the company investigates, corrects, and ensures future issues do not occur again. Airlines and other aviation companies have their SMS procedures audited and reviewed by the FAA periodically, or that's how it should be done. But it appears that American Airlines put its SMS policy in play for show and really does not abide by its own SMS program nor has the FAA ensured that its inspectors are well-trained and well-versed in seeking out the reliability, thoroughness, and truthfulness of American Airlines' SMS reports and its SMS program overall. So a good question is this. 
Why in the hell would an American Airlines not be abiding by its own safety management system if it cared about safety? And this proves how little airlines care about your safety and is another prime example of issues falling through the cracks and blatant overlooking of these issues by the FAA. One of the other very damning things in both this report and reports from whistleblowers is that American Airlines seemingly refuses to identify root causes, especially when it comes down to obvious results of human factors. And let me stop here and explain. In the background of things that go on within an airline, when an airline is ID'd or identified as having too many accidents or too many incidents, the mandatory inspection periods are moved up by the FAA, or they should be. They might even start doing surprise audits, as what happened to Allegiant in the very beginning of its troubles. But of course, the FAA became lax about it after a while, and those handful of good ASIs that were overseeing Allegiant and trying to put the hurt on them, they were sent packing. And I spoke to several sources who work at American, and it is rumored that American, from what I'm told, was hedging its bet on inexperienced and ill-trained ASIs to perform audits. Again, ASIs is aviation safety inspectors. Those are the Fed inspectors. In fact, the many SIs assigned to American, they were inexperienced and low-time inspectors. The report goes on to state that those inspectors were pretty much told by American Airlines executives what they had found and just to believe the results. And I tend to believe this, because why wouldn't an airline try its best to ensure that an inexperienced inspector is spoon-fed a cup of bullshit and to take it for face value? I mean, it's American Airlines after all, one of the largest in the U.S. They didn't get there by being strict safety keepers or a model airline. They got there through playing the game. And that's the game of catch me if you can and prove it once you do. Now let's break this down even further. From 2016 to 2020, there were at least 185 maintenance compliance cases, which is FAA code for illegal, improper, or unsafe maintenance practices. The DOT found that on 171 of these cases, American Airlines either never identify the root cause or identify the root cause as being a human factor issue unrelated to American Airlines management. That's quite specific, isn't it? Now, here's the kicker. In the FAA's renewed 2015 SMS internal policy, it essentially states that human factors in of itself cannot be used as a root cause. And this policy states that its inspectors shall reject a blatant, it was a human factors issue, excuse, and insist that per the compliance of that company's SMS procedures, find out what human factors were the root cause and why, which ones individually. But American Airlines, they never seem to want to go above and beyond the general statement of, it was just a human factors issue. And they didn't feel it necessary to find out what human factors contributed to it. And to me, this screams our management team f***ed up somewhere, and we don't want to tell you where and why. And this report states that after interviews, which appears to be that it was the ASIs they interviewed, that some of these ASIs just accepted what American management told them. But they were never told anything like, you can't accept a root cause of just human factors. See, the FAA's internal training program is screwed up. The FAA's compliance program does not require inspectors to verify the carrier carried out any corrective action. And the same for Allegiant, the same for Southwest. This is a trend. So how is the flying public to know that American Airlines is actually identifying root causes and mitigating maintenance noncompliance? We don't know that. Let's get a little deeper into this rabbit hole, shall we? 
A requirement for SMS is first the company to use its own SMS policy to determine a level of risk from incidents or accidents. And this goes for any aviation company that has an SMS policy in place. And then they're supposed to report those findings to the FAA. This includes what controls, procedures, policies, etc. failed and what the consequences would have been. However, the DOT found that the FAA inspectors did not routinely evaluate whether American had even assessed the risks. Now, I'm going to stop here for a second. This is not uncommon. There are aviation companies that will not fully implement their SMS policy in hopes that, one, the FAA inspector is an idiot and will just believe what they're being told and they're not going to ask for documentation, and two, that the FAA will not follow through and ensure that their SMS policy is being updated or used. See, many of these airlines know that within the FAA itself, their training is inadequate and they don't provide a lot of these younger inspectors with the means to do a thorough analysis and a thorough investigation. I've even had passing conversations with company SMS managers, i.e. the company safety guy, and they were grateful during an FAA audit that the Fed doing the audit never asked to review the policy or to review the company's recent incident or accident reports, and this does happen. The DOT's report goes on to say, that it found that the FAA's internal policy does not provide inspectors with training on how to assess a carrier's risk assessment process. That's called SAS, Safety Assurance System. And after interviewing several FAA inspectors, they stated that the in-house data collection tool does not function as it should. The DOT once again made recommendations to the FAA to improve oversight of American Airlines maintenance program but goes on to scrutinize the FAA because it had already made these recommendations several times over the last six years and beyond. And they do particularly cite the Allegiant Airlines, ding, ding, their flawed maintenance program and the issues that were going on at Southwest. And what stuns me is there's supposed to be 60 FAA inspectors from Texas and Pennsylvania assigned to American Airlines specifically. So why can't 60 inspectors who are supposedly assigned to American ensure that they're not dropping the ball. I don't believe that there's exactly 60 inspectors, or maybe on paper it says we have 60 inspectors from Pennsylvania and Texas assigned to Americans, but I doubt in practice that's what's really happening. And we know already that the FAA went from an enforcement-based oversight to a more collaborative approach of touchy-feely, make-me-feel-good-and-wipe-my-tears kind of philosophy. And I swear this is a game of catch-me-if-you-can. And another thing that I've said in previous podcasts is how come the FAA does sometimes enact enforcement action and fines against some companies, but not others? Flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. What's the rub? After this obscene sponsor break, in part two, we're going to talk about how the DOT's investigation uncovered a lot of cover-ups, quite a few. Some of the maintenance issues that were caught at American, we're going to go over those. The FAA's repeated failures with their internal policies, their training, and why DC ordered another review consisting of a group of different inspectors to review American Airlines and more. Coming up in part two. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two. Now, as I said in the beginning in part one, the Department of Transportation's investigation, they also found that the FAA inspectors were either taking Americans' word what they identified was the true cause of issues, or 
The report also found inconsistencies in American Airlines' internal SMS investigations that should have been red flagged to those FAA inspectors, such as 50 separate occurrences that American simply stated in the documentation was not compliance occurred, not compliance occurred. They found that American in several of these documents over 50 separate times was just saying not compliance occurred, not compliance occurred, not compliance occurred. What the hell? And the FAA inspectors, they're not, this isn't throwing up red flags to so them saying, well, why are they repeating the same thing over and over again? Non-compliance occurred is not an answer. That doesn't mean anything. In 2016, an FAA audit found that American had squirreled away identified aircraft parts in an administrative building, on top of lockers, inside recycling bins, perhaps to hide them. And these parts were not tagged and were in no way identified if they were to be reused on an aircraft or if they were scrap parts. And during my research, I was told that during this time, there were other issues being found in which American was having a tough time determining if a bad part was being installed on aircraft even. Either way, the feds told American sometimes to fix it and to provide a more thorough SMS report on the issues to determine why this had occurred and how they are going to prevent it from reoccurring. And get this, in response, American Airlines sent the feds a report stating, and I quote, aircraft parts were found in a recycling bin and we are unable to determine why they were there. And that, right there, if I was those feds, I'd shut those down. Now tell me, is that an airline you trust? One who plays cutesy smartsy with the government entity who's supposed to ensure you're safe on their aircraft? I would shut them assholes down in a heartbeat. In several other instances, it was found mechanics were either improperly documenting or documenting excessive tire pressures, and American, in classic style, they passed the buck onto the aircraft manufacturer. Now, I don't know if these are Boeing or Airbus aircraft, but they said it was their fault as the tech pubs didn't state that hot tire pressures were permitted to be higher than maximum operating pressures. What? So their excuse was, it's the fault of the tech pubs because our aircraft mechanic documented or improperly documented tire pressures because the tech pubs did not state that hot tire pressures were permitted to be higher than maximum operating pressure of the tire. Seriously? You should not be an aircraft mechanic if you have to ask yourself, well, I know what the maximum tire pressure is, but this tire has more pressure than the maximum allowed. Hmm, I don't know what to do. I'm at a simple loss for that one. Those mechanics, they should have been let go. I think they're better off working at Jiffy Lube. That might be the job for them. If, if your tech pub says the maximum pressure allowed in this tire is X, the maximum tire pressure cold is X and hot is X, and if you still have to ask yourself, well, the tire pressure I have here is greater than that, what do I do? Holy shit. You should not be an aircraft mechanic. Now let's go back a second to the human factors root cause fiasco. According to the FAA's new internal policy, human factors should not be considered as a root cause by itself. If the issue is human factors related, the carrier must identify what human factors were involved, which ones, and why. Now, I've had to assist in SMS investigations as a manager in the past. It's important to find out how come this happened, why, what contributed to it. Why wouldn't American Airlines do this, though? Was there something to hide? 
If there's nothing to hide, why not complete the whole process properly? In January of 2018, the FAA found a maintenance task card for a fuselage repair that was signed in boxes that didn't even apply to the job. It was as if whoever signed it off just went down and just put their either their employee number, their initials, whatever it was. Just da-da-da-da-da-da. Just screw it. Those steps were signed, but they weren't necessary as they didn't even apply to the job at hand. When American did their investigation, they laid blame on the structure mechanic and stated the structure mechanic was unable to explain why he failed to properly document the inspection. I'm sure there was more involved than just that. But in this case, the Department of Transportation found the FAA inspector who was covering this, they did not press American to find out why, and they just accepted the blame that, oh, it was human rare, it was our structure mechanic. That's not a root cause. 13 of 18 FAA inspectors were interviewed by the Department of Transportation, and some said they received only two hours of computer training. Five of them did not receive any training. Six of the 13 said that the courses did not provide enough detail. A further number of undisclosed repeat non-compliance maintenance events that occurred at American were determined to have poor SMS and associated corrective actions, or none. And this report goes on to state that the most frequent non-compliance was records, illegal maintenance documentation, insufficient maintenance training, that's not good, and improperly completed maintenance, that's really not good. The DOT, they also found some fishiness and suspicious behavior on the part of the FAA Though it doesn't exactly say there's a cahoots between American and the FAA, it definitely does allude to it. There is a program called the Voluntary Disclosure Reporting Program. And essentially what this is, it gives the airlines or the aviation company a means to self-report an issue that they found to the FAA before the FAA finds out or before a whistleblower says, hey, there's a problem. I want to let the feds know. It's a system in which, in this case, American Airlines can say, hey, FAA, we found something internally. We're reporting the issue to you. And the Department of Transportation's investigation found that a mechanic incorrectly signed a maintenance job as being completed, but it wasn't. Now, sometimes this can happen, and sometimes it is an honest mistake. But one day after American Airlines self-reported the issue, one FAA inspector, they closed the case right after. The DOT's report says, and I quote, this quick turnaround time raises questions as to whether inspectors would have had enough time to review the carrier's response and validate the effectiveness of the corrective action. Aha, very interesting. I think the DOT is catching on now. Furthermore, in this same example, American Airlines stated to the FAA in their voluntary disclosure reporting program that in order to prevent this from happening again, it would take one month to get everything in line to correct what other policies or procedures went wrong to prevent this from happening. But this FAA inspector, he didn't wait a month. He didn't wait a month to ensure that the problem was fixed. He closed it out one day after American Airlines disclosed a problem existed that they found an issue. And the DOT further states is suspiciousness. And I quote, yet the FAA informed the carrier in its closeout letter that it verified the implementation of the agreed-upon comprehensive fixes. Wow! That was that FAA's inspector's own word, that he verified the implementation and the agreed-upon comprehensive fixes. One day after American Airlines wrote them and said, hey, we found a problem here, it's going to take us a month to fix it, the FAA inspector closed it out. How in the hell 
Did he ensure compliance? How the hell did he ensure that this was fixed, that this would not happen again? Some more examples of maintenance issues found at American Airlines includes a mechanic failing to perform a bird strike inspection, a mechanic failing to perform an engine leak check, several mechanics documenting tire pressures that were checked, supposedly checked, but it was found that those mechanics didn't actually have a tire pressure gauge. That's called illegal maintenance, folks, and that's crazy. It was also found that American Airlines was not correctly or even arguably falsely reporting the seriousness of these events, such as an aircraft that American kept in service with an inoperable emergency exit for 877 days before reporting it. And American says, well, hold on, we're going to tattle on ourselves before you can say anything. <laughs> an aircraft flew for 877 days with an in-op emergency exit slide. Now, I'm going to stop here because I've heard some other, I've read some other posts where people were talking about this, and they were blaming the vendor, the vendor who filled out the 8130 for that emergency slide, that the vendor was at fault. That's such bullshit. Now, I don't know what was in op with that slide, what part function of that slide was inoperable, okay? And there's other mechanics on some of these posts, not a whole lot, but there are some others saying, well, it's not Americans' fault, it's the vendor's fault. Whoever signed the 8130, that I don't buy it. I'm sorry. That's why we have checks and balances to ensure that everything's up to date. That's why the on-site rep, American Airline rep at that vendor, should have checked that slide and the information on that slide to ensure that it was in compliance, that it was not inoperable. I'm sorry. I'm not buying right now that it was just the vendor's fault. I don't buy it. I do not buy it. So are you telling me that those mechanics that were found servicing a tire or supposedly having serviced a tire without a pressure gauge, that it was the pressure gauge manufacturer's fault? Or do you want to tell me that it was the it was the tire pressure gauge's fault itself? The tire pressure gauge, it came alive and it walked away and it told those mechanics, I'm not going to check that tire pressure for you. What the f***? Why are we making excuses? I mean, these are mechanics that work at American Airlines defending this shit. You guys probably need to move on. You need to go to that Jiffy Loop. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Anyways, back on point. American Airlines categorized that event per its SMS policy as a accident or incident, which only results in a moderate risk rating. However, if American Airlines had categorized it as an airworthiness issue, which it was, the level of risk per their SMS policy level categorization it would have risen to a serious ranking. And as a result, essentially the corrective action would have to be, uh, it would go up to the higher level of executive and management folks within American Airlines to deal with. And it would involve a more in-depth investigation, which would have drawn attention to American Airlines. They did not want that. So that emergency exit slide that was on an aircraft that flew for 877 days without it functioning, with it being inoperable, okay? American Airlines, when they decided to tattle on themselves, per their internal safety management system policy, there's different risk categories, okay? Each risk category within the policy determines the level of risk management for that accident or incident or that occurrence. And at each level, it might have to be elevated further, further, higher and higher up within the company for higher level folks to be aware and to ensure that these issues are taken care of, or it involves the FAA investigation. But American knew that, so they categorized this inoperable slide event as minuscule as they could, so it didn't draw heat to them. Now, SMS 
it can get a bit overwhelming, confusing, a bit muddy. I'm not going to get right into the finite details. But what I'm getting at is American Airlines, they fudged the risk category ranking so that the higher-ups within American did not know about it and so the feds did not come sniffing. This is a big issue, I believe. What were to happen if the emergency slide was needed? The report doesn't detail why it was inoperable again. But inoperable means it's not functioning or it's not functioning correctly. It's not functioning as it's supposed to. And those passengers who flew on that aircraft for 877 days, they had zero clue. But the FAA didn't catch this in part to its overall lack of oversight, lack of training, and poor mismatch of conflicting internal policy. The Department of Transportation report goes on to say that the FAA cannot verify whether the 73% of findings that American itself classified as low or very low risk category is even true or not. Wow. Again, wow. A later team inspection was performed at American Airlines, which was ordered by FAA HQ, which was told by DC, you are going to send out a different team of inspectors to American and figure out what's going on. And this team consisted of six different inspectors from another field office altogether, is what it appears in this report. And they were able to gather more factual American Airlines internal information. They were able to gather more well-defined information, as it were. And they found a further 27 findings. And they found multiple maintenance manual issues, training issues, a pattern of improper internal risk categorization, i.e., American was, again, reporting information or classifying information incorrectly to make it appear as a no big deal versus that's one hell of a big deal. Some issues found by this more in-depth team audit were corrective actions that were supposed to be implemented internally at American Airlines, but they weren't being done. But American Airlines was saying they were. Aircraft used on revenue flights had open maintenance discrepancies and they operated illegally per the FARs irregularities found in voluntary disclosures to the FAA. Then the report starts to go over similar things that Allegiant and Southwest, they had done in the past. So I'm not going to get all into that. Now, in the DOT's report summary, the FAA responded, and they said, just like last time, that it agreed with the many recommendations of the Department of Transportation, and it is taking steps to address them, and went on to say that it's strongly committed to the continuous improvement and enhancements Yet, this is pretty much the same thing they say over and over again. Then they went on to defend their oversight approach at American Airlines, stating, and I quote, it sustained an exemplary safety record. That's what I call rolling the dice. If nothing has happened yet, then we must be doing a safe job. We must be doing our job if nothing's happened yet. Yeah, okay. The Department of Transportation refused the FAA's feedback and kept several of these issues open. And they weren't going to close their own investigation pending the FAA fix its problems. American Airlines said, and I quote, We welcome the scrutiny and emphasize that safety guides every decision at the airline. Wow, we, that is such bullshit. You know what guides their decisions? Money and measuring how far they can stick their tongues up each other's asses. Good grief, people. Oh, yeah, and it gets cuter. American went on to say, We plan to work with the FAA to ensure we take positive action and continuously refine and improve our safety controls. Yeah, the DOT's investigation sure shows that. Working with the FAA must be code for rubbing ass so hard that it burns the f***ing place down. 
In another article related to this, some lawmakers have now caught wind, such as Representative Peter DeFazio, I think his name is Peter DeFazio, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Representative Rick Larson of Washington. And they have requested further information from the Department of Transportation, and they cited the FAA's lack of rigor as worrisome, you think? And they pledged to ensure that the FAA quickly implemented the DOT's recommendations. But politicians have said this before. The last time I actually remember a congressional investigation saying, hey, we demand you fix stuff, was the MAX crashes. But that wasn't even in her own country. Well, that's real heartwarming, right? That's real heartwarming that they said that. They better be doing something. You actually got to do something about it. You can't just say, well, we hope that we see improvement. No, you got to do it. You got to be there. You got to make sure you got to hold their hand, step at the way. And I think that's what it's come down to. Hold the FAA and these airlines' hand every step of the way. So we once again have the FAA with their hand caught in the cookie jar, right? And another airline seemingly lip servicing that same agency that's supposed to be making sure that that airline's doing things right and keeping people safe. And I propose this. Let's take away control from the FAA and hand its duty over to the Department of Transportation because at least they seem to care a little bit more, in my opinion. And I am borderline putting American in Allegiance place as the worst air carrier. There is a slew of things in this DOT report claiming American is really rolling the dice with people's lives flying on their aircraft. As far as the FAA, I mean, what can I say? Big brother at his best, right? This is sad and it's scary. Many people had no clue for 877 days that there was an emergency exit slide that didn't work. They were just flying on this aircraft for 877 days. They had no clue. Thank God nothing happened. They had to use it or attempt to. There was a mechanic lying about tire pressures or several mechanics lying about tire pressures. It's worse that they got caught not even using or having the tire pressure gauge on them. You have an airline that's fudging data, an oversight agency that's playing favorites and can't get its act together while promising the public that it does. And I repeat myself once again. Something bad is going to happen, and innocent people are going to suffer from it. You can only roll these dice so many times. And we keep hoping that the feds and the airlines do the right things. Wake up, folks. They're not. We keep seeing that they don't. We keep seeing excuses after excuses, cover-up after cover-up. It takes good mechanics, other aviation employees, and the general public to keep these companies in line. You need to speak up, let your voice be heard, write your congressmen, your senators, whoever it is. Speak up. And I am working on a podcast that is the end all of these antics. But be warned, it's not going to be easy and it's going to require more than a couple hundred folks to make it happen. But stay tuned into the new year for that episode's release. Don't even trust that you're even 80% safe when flying with these airlines. At best, it's 50-50. Money and powers greed, which puts safety as the last of priorities. So what do you think? Am I wrong? Am I right? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have questions, thoughts, concerns? Or if you want to share your stories, your experiences live on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me, APMechanicPodcast at AOL.com, or find me on Twitter, GoodBadUgly underscore AMP. Also find me on Facebook, GoodBadUglyAP, one word. And remember, new podcast, second Wednesday of each month, and the podcast merchandise store is up. Link is in the description. Go check it out. There's some pretty cool swag for everyone. Mechanics, pilots, crew. It's a little bit of everything for everyone. I appreciate the awesome feedback from you guys, and I appreciate you listening in. Until next time, everyone take care and be safe. We'll see you.